Welcome to Whether or Not, sponsored by TD Bank. I'm WABC Chief Meteorologist Lee Goldberg, and we are back in this rapid-fired storm pattern that we've had for January. We just get a day or two of breather, and then we're on to the next storm. We haven't had blockbuster storms, but we have had impactful storms and impactful cold since we last spoke. It broke that big snowless record in New York City, or snowless streak, where we had an inch in a calendar day. We did it by the skin of our teeth, but... We broke it, and I think we'll have about an inch or even more of that in New York City. Right now, I have New York City in a one to three inch category for this upcoming storm, but there are definitely some twists and turns with this storm that I want to tell you about, and the dangerous cold behind it. It's really fierce. This is going to be a nasty Saturday where I want you to keep indoors as much as you can, but let's dive right into it and let you know where we stand on the forecast and any questions we have moving forward. We'll also look ahead to a January thaw. So this edition of Weather or Not focuses on more snow and dangerous cold coming in behind the storm. Not everyone gets big snows or some places even get ripped off with snowfall, but we all see the dangerous cold as we go into the upcoming weekend. All right, so let's just go through some of the bullet points with the storm and what we know. And I have this confidence graphic and you see that bar on the top. And listen, there's high confidence in this storm but I don't have it all the way to the right because I think the one wild card with this is some of the localized heavy banding that will happen with the storm. In total, we're going to range from a coating to an inch in our far northern suburbs to as much as a half a foot or more in some of the heavy banding that's likely to happen over some of our southern suburbs. So that's a big range. And even though I talked about northern to southern suburbs, that gradient is going to happen over a very short distance. So we're going to go from a little light snow to a lot of snow and not a lot of distance. So I want to highlight that as we go into the storm. In terms of the timing, and this is a point that we've really been emphasizing, is that this is coming in during the morning commute on Friday. So an early commuter really has a chance to go on dry roads versus waiting till the heart of the commute not that it's coming in and you know dropping inches during the, the morning commute, but the fact is, is you know how bad that light coating can be? We've started to experience again with these storms, and we're also out of practice with traveling in these storms. So it gets very slippery, whether it's you're walking to the subway station or you're driving on the area roads, it gets dangerous. Now, when we talk about the steadiest snow in this, it's about 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and even just looking at some of the most recent data, I could see how it's even 3 p.m. when things start to break up. So as we go into the evening commute, things are really tapering. It's definitely slippery, and we've got some cold air that's rushing in, so I don't want to minimize the impact that it could have on the evening commute. But I think any snow intensities are really starting to drop off from northwest to southeast. This is going to all end when I talk about last flakes between 6 and 10 in the evening. One to three inches is going to be for a lot of the area. But there's going to be an area that gets more than that, a three to six inch area and locally even higher. And that's going to set up primarily over central and southern New Jersey. Could it be close to New York City? Sure. I mean, most likely it could be closer to Staten Island or southern Brooklyn or southern Queens, maybe not to Midtown. But we're dealing with that little small margin for error in terms of how close that steady band may be. Hazardous travel, dangerous cold. That's the big impact with this storm. So I want to show you the setup because it's not this classic wound up nor'easter. Wind isn't a huge player in this. 
It might be 10 to 20 miles an hour and it blows around the snow and reduces visibility, but this isn't like your classic nor'easter. So what's happening is a low that's coming out of the Tennessee Valley is going to quickly exit off the mid-Atlantic coast. So it's not heading from, let's say, you know, uh, the Delmarva to Cape Cod and that classic snow route where we're going to get heavy snows. It moves offshore and it leaves this band behind, which is associated with some jet stream energy, and we get into that. So the snow begins during the morning commute. If you just look at that timestamp, look how it's stepping in just at the worst time around daybreak. And as we move through the morning, something interesting happens. It's a meteorological phenomenon that is very difficult to forecast because it produces heavy bands, localized snow over a narrow area. And it's called a Norlund trough, or in meteorology sometimes, an inverted trough. The reason it's called Norlund, and it's actually named after the two meteorologists who did studies on this extension of an offshore storm that's essentially a front converging winds, makes the air rise, increases the lift, and causes a, a heavy band of snow on the northwest flank of a departing low. And you can see where that's aimed. It's definitely favoring heavier precipitation south of New York City, especially over central and southern New Jersey. The placement and the termination of that front tells us everything about where we could get some of the highest snow totals. And again, it's very difficult to forecast, but all the messaging and all the indications I've seen is that it's focused on areas south of New York City. Now, there was an indication, and this happened on Wednesday night, where it looked like the axis of some of those heaviest snows could be near I-80 and into New York City. Things started to light up on social media already. Okay, the city's going to get buried. And you just have to be careful with something like this because you can't take one model run, uh, one look at a position of this. You have to go with an overall theme and look at the big picture and where this front is most likely to set up. And again, I, I continue to see a theme of south of New York City. That's not to say that the five boroughs, parts of northern New Jersey, even the south shore of Long Island, couldn't get into that band occasionally, but I still think the sweet spot is going to be interior, central, and southern New Jersey. The other thing is, is there's a small window for that intensity to pick up, like I talked about, late morning to mid-afternoon, and then I think the snow intensity essentially just falls off a cliff once that low starts to move offshore and that front starts to swing out over the Atlantic. So we'll just go back to snow showers and flurries during the evening hours. So that's kind of a, a setup that we're looking at with this. Here's the latest future cast. So when we look at that 5 a.m. time frame, all the, the next three or four graphics I'm going to show you, or if you're listening on the podcast, the idea is the earlier, the better tomorrow in terms of your travel. Because the difference even between a 5 a.m. and a 7 or 8 a.m. is that initial slick coating of snow that comes in. And by the way, of course, we're all below freezing. The, we're going to get optimal sticking with any of the flakes that come in, and you'll get icy spots. And already there's still some residual snow and ice on area roadways and sidewalks and platforms, and you just have to be super careful. Now we get into late morning, and we're starting to pick up that intensity. You can already see the signs of the steadier band setting up over like a Mercer, a southern Middlesex, a Monmouth and Ocean County. And to the north, it's a little patchier. You know, there's a lot of dry air that's wedged in over Dutchess County. Uh, Eastern Ulster, maybe near Putnam, even in, in the Fairfield County, that's where we're going to get lower snow totals. So we may even struggle to get an inch. You know, there's a discussion with this system on what we call snow ratios. A lot of time, maybe you've heard the rule of, you know, one inch of liquid water is equivalent to 10 inches of snow in a particular storm. 
And this one could actually do a little bit better with what we call the ratios, where it might be one to 12, where if we're going to get, let's say, 15 hundredths of an inch of liquid, instead of it equating to 1.5 inches of snow, maybe it's more like two or a little over two. So we can essentially take a little less moisture and produce a little less snow because of the atmospheric conditions, very cold in the middle levels of the atmosphere. So now we're getting into the brunt, and brunt may be strong in most areas, but the steadiest snow as we go through late morning and midday. And again, the continued theme where you see the heaviest snows off to the south, this depiction even shows some impressive snows for a short time over some of our northern suburbs. And look at this. Look at how you lose support for some of that steady snow so fast once we get to the mid-afternoon hours. So it just all argues against major totals outside of the heaviest snow band. And again, we're cold, so we're still accumulating lightly. And during the evening commute, it's slick and a treated roadways wet to icy near the shoulder, have to be super careful of that, and then everything moves out during the evening hours. Uh, once we get into later Saturday night, that cold Arctic air starts to pour in. It is brutally cold by Saturday morning. We're in the teens, and we only recover into the 20s during the day. That'll be our coldest day of the stretch. You know, we're going back to chill we haven't seen since February of 2023, and in some cases, some of the highs coldest since December of 2022. So here's our latest forecast map. In general, I like a one to three inch total for many of our northern suburbs in New York City, the North Shore of Long Island. And the one addition I might make to this is add a coating to one for parts of Ulster and Dutchess County, maybe northern Putnam and Fairfield, where I think you're really going to struggle to get over an inch of snow because you'll just have too much dry air. You'll be in and out of snow showers. It's so cold that it won't be difficult to put an inch down, but I don't think you're talking about too much significant snow. But then there's that band, that three to six inch snowfall, and you can see it. The higher confidence uh, south of I-78 and really over like parts of in interior Monmouth, interior ocean, down toward the Philly area, four or five inch snows, and maybe even you get a band where you can get over a half a foot of snow. And just because of that uncertainty as to how far north that heavier band may be, I do have that three-inch line at least getting close to New York City to give out the, the idea that, okay, you know, we might be close to some of those more significant totals, but more likely we're favoring the one to three-inch totals. And if the boroughs are going to see a three-inch or more, it, it's more likely Staten Island, southern Brooklyn, southern Queens, and maybe that clips the south shore of Long Island as well. Again, a theme we're even seeing in some of our high-res futurecasts, looking at that initial snow, the big theme of get out early tomorrow because the coatings are coming in during the morning commute and making things slippery. And look how this is echoing what I was talking about with some of the heavier totals. The highest totals over central and southern New Jersey, whereas this particular model putting the city in a three-inch total. So not out of the question. And then you see the amounts tail off to the north. And I think it's even... Uh, a, a bigger gradient than what you're seeing. You see maybe an inch or less in Poughkeepsie and maybe you see some fives down towards southern New Jersey. And again, South Shore of Long Island might do okay. This particular future cast, a general one to three, showing a hint of some of that heavier banding down in southern New Jersey, but not buying into it as much. And yet another one screaming that one to three inch mode, but I still like the heavier band off to the south. Very important that whatever we get, whatever is treated, whatever becomes wet and slushy during the day, if you watch the areas of white that are across eastern 
Canada. And again, if you're listening on the podcast, what I'm pointing out is essentially a piece of the polar vortex that is plunging into the Northeast again. So by Saturday morning, we're in full Arctic mode. We've got gusts that are going 30 to 35 miles an hour on Saturday. It is a nasty chill. So by Saturday morning, wind chills may be sub-zero in some of our northern suburbs, generally into the single digits and into the low teens. And at best, Wind chills are in the teens during the day and only modest improvement as we go through Sunday. We might get to the freezing mark. Some suggestions that you can do in preparation for the next cold blast. Around the home, inspect your furnace. Keep all your tanks full. You don't want a quarter of a tank or a half a tank of gas in your car where condensation inside the tank could cause some engine problems. Clear the vents, your roofs. Um, if you know you're prone to frozen pipes or faucets, drip those faucets in a kitchen or bathroom. Any drain hoses that you haven't taken off the spigot outside, make sure you do that. And check your tire pressure. I mean, listen, even though your garages get cold, but if your uh, cars are outside, certainly you want to make sure you check your tire pressure after the storm because you can lose um you know, a few pounds of pressure and all of a sudden, you know, you're driving and you don't have the most efficient tires in a, in a tough driving situation uh, after the storm. Something you'll want Saturday, lots of layers, the coat, the scarf, the gloves, the hat, cover your mouth. I know there are some of you that are just intent on getting out there for the jog. You don't want to bring breathe in this uh, degree of cold into your lungs. You can damage your lungs that way. You can get frostbite in a short period of time, you know, whether your, your forehead is exposed, anything like that. So make sure you're covering your face and mouth. And just be vigilant to watch your step. There's no need, you don't want to fall. It's too easy. I mean, you know, the, the city, the municipalities, they're doing the best they can to salt the sidewalks, um, but there's always going to be an ice patch here and there. So just walk slow, take your time. It's not worth the aftermath. Throw the calcium chloride in the steps in the driveway. Make sure you're getting ready for the freeze that'll take us through the weekend. We don't thaw out or climb above freezing until Monday. I put up the January calendar because everybody's thinking, oh my gosh, we've been submerged. We've been, you know, in the Arctic here, air mass for a long time. When in reality, it's been a week of winter so far. And you go back and you look at January, we're still running about three and a half degrees above average. And we're only about a week or so removed from 50 and 60 degree temperatures. And we're starting to hear about water rescues. So in terms of ice safety, our ponds and lakes, our waterways, they are not ready to skate and walk on. And they're going to be snow covered. So that's very deceiving. It looks like it's safe, but it very well may not be. Pay attention to signs that are around these waterways and just a visual. If the ice is visible, thick and blue, tried and true, white and crispy, way too risky. And the warning signs, if you have less than four inches of ice and it might be marked in some of your towns near the waterways or you see cracks, breaks, holes, flowing water near the edges, it's just not safe. And I urge you to consider recent weather because three or four days of Arctic chill doesn't do it. It may freeze the surface, but it doesn't get the thickness you need. Again, looking at the next several days, we've got a frigid wind that's coming in on Saturday. High pressure's off to the west. We're going to start out bitterly cold on Sunday, and you might be out Sunday afternoon in the sun and say, okay, maybe it's not that bad. We're climbing toward 30. The winds are starting to back off a little bit. It's still very cold, but you can get out if you dress properly and it doesn't feel as harsh. And then we start to hit January thaw mode. So high pressure sets up over the mid-Atlantic. We get a return flow out of the south. Our temperatures go above freezing. We start our 
are melting on Monday. We should have a mix of sun and clouds. The only issue with this January thaw, it's kind of a dirty map. In other words, you're not going to get sun in 50 degrees. You're going to get 40s with clouds. There's a warm front lifting through on Tuesday. There might be a rain or even a higher elevation. Snow shower or ice pellet around will stay in the 40s. And even on Wednesday and Thursday, I have to include a shower around, especially in the afternoon hours. But at least it's mild. Uh, you're not going to have to worry about icing. You will have to worry about some melting. And, you know... Um, you want to get the salt off your car, so I always recommend getting to the car wash and getting that salt and snow off, but you're definitely going to get rained on again as we go through the week. Let's talk about the pattern here as we're going to turn into February, which is unbelievable. That means the two-thirds of meteorological winter will actually be over, but this is more of a halftime report here. So we've got a piece of the polar vortex, which is plunging into the northeast over the weekend, so we're bitterly cold. That's going to start to ease and lift out as we go into Monday, and it's mild. And I talked to you about the fact that I don't think we have a soaking rainstorm in the picture. Uh, a lot of the storminess is going to be over the southeast, and we're going to stay mild. But I think pieces of that action that's going on in the deep south are going to break off and keep us in and out of clouds and the occasional shower into late next week. We're starting to see the signs of some chilly air starting to return, and I do think we're going to turn back to a wintry pattern in early February. But if you notice, you're seeing more blue shading. And if you're listening in the podcast, what I'm saying is the, the core of the Arctic air is still going to be well to our north over Hudson Bay and into eastern Canada. It doesn't look like we're going back to extreme chill like we're getting a little taste of now. We're going to go back to more seasonable chill, which will allow for more snow chances in February. But at least to start February, I don't see any intense chill coming in at this time. And even if you look at a 10-day trend, yet a lot of above normal temperatures through the end of the month. And then we start to bounce back. Climate Prediction Center sending a very strong signal that the entire country is pressing the pause button on winter. And we're going way above normal as we go into the last week of the month. But again, we should turn that around as we go into February. It does show near to a normal above precipitation, but I think the wetter part of the storm is going to stay over the Tennessee Valley down to the Gulf Coast, and we just get basically seasonable situations there. All right, so that is our thinking as we head into this winter storm. Again, the themes to take away is, again, not a light to moderate snowfall, not a blockbuster, but a big range in totals once again over a short period. If you are taking, for instance, a trip from New York City down the Garden State, you have to be prepared to go from light snowfall to maybe very low visibilities to heavy snowfall in spots. That's not a track you want to drive on during the day on Friday into Friday evening because you could experience very different conditions over a short distance. And that's the same idea. Even I-95 from New York City to Philly should be fascinating because we'll go from light snowfall to potentially moderate snowfall and heavy bands down toward the Philly area. Make sure you take the cold seriously over the upcoming weekend. At least we have a mile marker as this comes to an end as we go into the January thaw. At least we get a little halftime on winter. That's the way it's shaping up with weather or not. We will continue to update the snowfall map. I know I am going to make that change for our far northern suburbs and lower some totals there. Uh, but that heavy band, there's still room for error in there and room for changes to where that's going to be. There still could be a trend northward. Right now, again, we're thinking about central and southern New Jersey. So we'll keep you posted as always on all of our platforms. Thanks once again for joining us on Whether or Not. We'll see you next time. Rain or shine.